0: Today, I'm back from a little vacation. Good job, Ryan. On Thursday, going by yourself today. We'll talk about the finals. Obviously, UFC, a little home run derby, whatever. Whatever's been going on. Then we got to clean up the Euro final. That was pretty crazy. We'll talk about that and the fallout. From all that stuff, we'll also have some British Open, Open Championship picks, as we do before every major. You can check us out on Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Podcast app, and on the Apple Podcast, we'll be back again later this week. Ryan, how is it? Uh, how's it going?
1: It's going well. Uh, finished up a uh, baseball season this past weekend, uh, so that was good. Had my 14s in a 15U tournament. We went three and one, but unfortunately, we're not able to uh, advance to bracket play, which was a letdown. We we're the only team to win three games and not advance, so that was tough. Got a little top golf action on Sunday with the wife and a couple friends. You know, now we're just grinding out here, working on the game. Yeah. But uh you keep no, going top
0: good. golf, you're gonna be broke. You gotta hit it to the range.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, absolutely. So what it was is that I, I, this guy that I met at the gym, um he uh he, I guess he used to be uh you know some kind of pro golfer where he, you know, it's probably I think equivalent to the corn ferry tour where he was playing in a lot of Monday qualifiers, yeah. And uh so it started off, you know, us just talking about obviously working out and lifting and stuff and then slowly, you know, kind of started talking about golfing and whatever. He's like, Oh yeah, I used to golf yada, yada, yada. And he wanted to go. And, uh, I was like, you know, this is kind of weird cause I've never hung out or talked to this guy outside of the gym. So we'll see how it goes. But, uh, so he was like, yeah, let's go hit up top golf. So me and Jamie, uh, him and his wife and then i i invited my other buddy gabe and his wife who's you know trying to pick up the game a little bit just to kind of be a buffer just in case it was kind of weird um but uh no it was fine so you know fortunately we were able to split the split the games three ways rather than just your boy pocketing it all like uh, yeah. like when jamie and i went so that 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 levies it a little bit that you know makes it a little bit lighter but yeah you're right it's uh it can't be an everyday occur- or at every week occurrence or anything like that maybe once a month or something at the, well, at i can't the end t- t- most
0: yeah i can't tell you the last time i went to top golf it's been a while,
1: yeah, I mean it's all right. it's it's fun, you know what I mean, like it's a good time, but uh yeah it's the the range is definitely where it's at, you know twelve bucks for a bucket, and you're good to go,
0: yeah, and even then that's a little steep sometimes too, I'm thinking, um but it's a better uh a better mm-hmm. thing there we uh when I was in Cleveland, we uh played two rounds of golf, one of my uncle's course and one at which i i don't know what publication ranks it but allegedly they're the 13th ranked public course in the country sleepy hollow which is a uh, owned by the county it's owned by the cleveland metro parks i mean it's a great course but it was so funny so bo- the weather in cleveland was nice day on friday and nice day on saturday S- sunny boat days but Friday and Sunday, Friday, the forecast on like Tuesday and Wednesday was like, it was like rain pretty much all day. And we're just like, of course, this is what's going on. And then we wake up on Thursday and it says no rain until like 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock, which was good because we were playing in the morning at like 8, 830. And then it starts this big thunderstorm rolls through and it's so funny. So they blow the air horn. They blow the horn to go in because lightning's within 10 miles and we're on hole 14 and we're just like come on can we not just finish so we go to like the 15th tee box and i hit my shot on the tee and i look to the left and the guy is and my uncle was like hey we'll just play until they tell us to go in like we'll try and get out as long as possible and then i hit my tee shot and after my tee shot my dad's walking out of the tee and i look over to the left and like i don't know probably 300 200 yards to the left a guy in the cart and he just blows the horn for i don't know about 15 seconds and my uncle looks at it and he goes i think that's our sign we should go in. Right <laughs> <now."> <laughs> and i was like oh uh, yes it is and then i we have, we waited like i don't know an hour an hour and 15 minutes or whatever and then we went back out and finished it and then it got sunny so that was good but then sunday the whole forecast sunday morning was rain 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 and we were playing at 7:40 um in the morning so like really early and i was like all right it's probably going to if it's like a light rain in a drizzle whatever that's fine we'll play my uncle my other uncle really wanted to play so that's fine and my dad played this course a ton growing up so like the we're we're fine it's not it doesn't rain till like we're on the 6th hole then it starts drizzling and then it starts a little steady rain And I look at, and I, you know me, I golf, I'll golf in anything. But even I was like raising eyebrows at this. And then finally there's a little, like, I don't pretty much just a rain covering, whatever. And I was like on the seventh green and I'm like, I'm, I can barely put the glove on the clubs, like slipping out of almost slipping out of my hands. I'm like, why don't we just sit under this? We end up waiting for like 45 minutes. Then after that, it pretty much didn't rain again until 18 when it started to sprinkle. So somehow the golf gods, I can send you the, I took a screenshot of the forecast. It was 100% rain at 7 a.m., 80% rain at 8 a.m., 70% at 9, 80% at 10, and 100% at 11 and 12. And somehow we got all 18 holes in. It. Nice. It was a remarkable achievement. I don't know how that happened, but, uh, but it did. And uh, it was a good time. It was fun. it's, it's The grasses are so different with the bent grass and especially the greens and the fairways, then like you take one divot and um, like you're just taking a, a pelt out there of the grass. But uh, yeah, no, that was, that was the good, I don't have any other, those were the two where we were just beating the rain. I don't have any crazy golf stories on the course. Cause my uncle, uh, we didn't really, he didn't really get too out of hand, which sometimes he could get, um, but no, it was a good time. His country club's super, uh, really nice. It was funny. He was on a work call during when we were eating lunch and I was like, this is like a place you could play like every day and not really get tired. That's like the whole point of the country club. And then like a whole and a half later when we're out after the rain, he goes, I just never get tired of playing this place. Like you can play it every day and you get tired of like, I literally just said that. Um, but, uh, and that was a good time. We were up there for my grandpa's 96th birthday. So that was exciting. He's still, uh, he's, uh, he's doing well, 96, Definitely. Huh? 96, 96. Nice. uh, world war. II. Yeah, I could run down the list of, um, well, this is it. So when I was caddying for some guys, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to Cleveland next week. And they're like, Cleveland. I go, oh yeah, it's my 96. Uh, it's my grandpa's 96th birthday. And they, and then they get into the, oh, Cause they're, they're going to make a dog in Cleveland joke. You could see it coming and you put it at your grandpa's 96 birthday in front of it. Guess what? They don't make that joke anymore. Cause they feel like a, a, a real moron. Um, but yeah, 96 he's uh he's doing, he's doing well. We went to the, the funniest thing is, so they, they have casinos in Ohio, but there, there's no sports book or whatever. So, they, but they have casinos. It's been, it's, the casinos have been around for 10 years, I think 10, 10, 12 years. So there's one, there's a couple on the east side that are closer to the downtown one, but the downtown one is nice. And he was, he has trouble seeing, he has trouble seeing, um, don't think he can't, can't really see out of his one eye, but he hasn't been able to see out of that eye for a long, long time. So he could see out of the other one, but that one's deteriorating a little bit and he goes, I want to go to the one downtown because it's lighter. And then we, we walk in, so you could either walk in the sky from the garage or the um, uh, or the or the entrance on the street level. So we dropped him off on the street level, and not thirty seconds when he walks in there, he goes, "I thought it was going to be brighter in here." <laughs> and it was just like, "Okay, well, that plan of going to the downtown one because it is um, is uh, is lighter has gone out the window." But it was a good time. They had this one machine at the end of the sky bridge, which is, this might be the greatest placement of the, of the machine. We, it's a, I guess it's a slot, but it's liter, it's five rows. I don't know if you've seen this one. It's got five rows. It's a dollar to play a row. And it literally just has dollar amounts. So it's got $1, $5, $10, $50, a hundred or a thousand dollars. And you just hit, if you want to play all five rows, you hit all five rows. And the only, the way you win is if if money comes up. So we were all putting dollars in at the end while we we're waiting to leave. And my cousin, or my two uncles were like, okay, we're, we'll, we'll put in the last time we'll put in five bucks. And my cousin hit the spinner, won $20 off the first jump, lost two spins, and then hit 50 on the next one. And then ended up walking away with the $50 winner to end.
1: Yeah, that's not bad.
0: No, that was not bad. We, uh, it was a tough, the whole fam, there were 10 of us there. Let's just say we were in the, uh, in the red. I personally was in the green. I was one, me and my cousin were in the green, but uh, everybody else was in the red. Tough. Yeah. The felt or the slots. Were, a guy next to me had a $1,600 jackpot on playing, uh, absolute poker on a machine.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: And he goes, That's my second one of the day. Second one of the day. I was like, Buddy. Tell me what you're doing here, teach me and maybe I can hit one.
1: Or how about you pack it up and call and call it a day.
0: Or that too, but he was he was I mean he was in, he was in a rhythm too. Um and he was trying to like take a picture of the screen or I'm like and he was like struggling to take a picture of it. I don't know, it was very weird. But it was a uh, good times in the old uh in Cleveland this weekend. It was Saturday morning. It was like 64 degrees. It was cold. I don't think the high got past 80 degrees out there. It was uh it was a nice time. Um, but all right, let's get into the NBA finals here. Uh two to one as we wait for game uh four tomorrow night. Are the do you th- are they not playing the game tonight because of the all star game? Correct. Is that what they said? Yeah. Okay. Well, good on the NBA for that. Um because we don't need they don't need to embarrass major league baseball in their ratings. Um, so that's appreciative because normally when they have the game in the same city, they only have one day off unless, uh, or yeah, they do only have one game off, but okay. That makes more sense. Sun's up two one. Giannis has been incredible uh, in, in games two and three on, on a half on a leg and a half or whatever is going on there. Um, it's been, well, I, I was tuning in and out. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I haven't been locked in. I watched, Probably the second half of of Game Three, and watched a little bit of Game Two, but it seems like the Suns are. Every time I turn it on, the Suns are making a shot. The Suns don't miss shots, um, except for the stretch in the second half. But on uh, on uh, what was that Sunday night? But it seems like the Suns are just making every single shot they look at. Uh, but I think I think we got a good series on our hand. I think. I think if if Milwaukee supporting cast steps up again like they did in game three, you could uh they're they're they got a real nice chance to win game four. You could argue if Middleton or Drew Holiday put up half the performance they did in game three, they got a real good chance to win game two because Giannis was keeping them in it the whole time. He tried his best to keep them in it, just nobody else could make a shot. But it's been from what I've seen a fine series. I also as I'm having a hard time. It's nice to see different like teams in the finals, like I say that, but then I'm like, damn, I want to watch Durant. I want to watch LeBron. I want to watch Steph. I want these like all time greats. And Chris Paul is, he's a great, he's a great, great player, but I want to watch these like established all times greats. I was listening to Levitard and the producer said, he goes, we, we joke about, legacies and all this stuff, but like we've had quote unquote legacy defining finals or legacy, um, finals. And this just doesn't, if Chris, look, people are going to think of Chris Paul, if he wins the finals or if he doesn't win the finals the same way, like, I don't think a finals really enhances his resume that much. We all know how great a player he is. He goes to every team and he changes and helps them win. Giannis, we assume he's going to get back to another finals or he's probably going to win one or two. But I, the legacy defining, I don't think that um, it's lacking this time. And that's what we've been growing accustomed to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, get, I get what you're saying. And obviously, you know, if, if this was, you know, if it was the, the Bucks and the Clippers or something like, I mean, I guess even with that, I mean, you still have Kawhi. So, you know, it's it's tough for me to agree one way or the other um you know about what you're saying about you want to see kd you want to see lebron you want to see some of the all-time greats i think what we're seeing is a great performance going back to what you started with um as far as game three goes uh you know it was a it was another another fantastic performance by Giannis. he put the team on his back but it did help that drew holiday and chris milton were finally hitting shots and then it helps that devin booker couldn't he couldn't hit a shot deandre Ayton got into foul trouble those were both things that they were doing really well in games one and two deandre Ayton was staying out of foul trouble even when he was guarding uh yannis and Giannis would drive on him devin booker was hitting a ton of shots he was taking a ton of shots but he was hitting a lot of them too and when that's not happening in game three this is exactly what's going to happen and they finally got that that boost from the role players. The Bucks did in Middleton and uh, Andrew Holiday. And, and, and role players always do seem to play a little bit better at home for whatever reason. Obviously, the crowd, you know, might play a little bit of a factor. But then, friggin', you look at Giannis. He goes 13 of 17 from the free throw line. You haven't seen that all season. Uh, and so, you know, that again adds a big boost. The, the, they outshot the Suns at the free throw line. I think almost two to one um and, and so you know not that not making an excuse but that's a big part you know you're driving to the hoop you're getting uh foul calls whatever it may be i know scott foster was was a ref but you know none the, you know nonetheless devin booker still wasn't hitting shots and and the Suns got into foul trouble so that was kind of the name of the game for for game three um i think the suns you know as long as they're hitting shots like you said you know that what they've been doing but jay crowder i think he went like six of seven from three on uh on sunday yeah. and you know finally a big time performance from him but it all all it's all for not because of, of some of the other things I just mentioned. So if he can stay hot and continue doing that, I mean, Mikel bridges, I think finished with like four points, uh, on Sunday too. So you didn't get the production that you're getting out of him. And so there was a lot of factors and, and not, not just, it's like, Oh, this is why the bucks won. Cause the Suns didn't do this. No, 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 no. The bucks won that game because Giannis again, put the team on his back, got some help finally from this, from this guys so that he's been getting help from all season. And, uh, and so it was a, another big time performance, but, I would disagree about if Chris Paul wins a title or doesn't. I think I think it does change uh, his uh, how he's perceived to people a little bit. Uh, You know, not not that it's going to be that's going to say oh make him say that he's the all time greatest point guard of all time. But I do think it it changes things a little bit for him um, if he does win a title, especially if he wins a title with the Suns. I don't think anybody would have seen that. Uh, happening, but uh, I, I've been saying from the jump, I think I think it goes six games. I think the Suns win in six, and we're on the fast track to that, especially if the Bucks win tonight. If the Bucks win tonight, uh, I'm going to, or excuse me, tomorrow, uh, your boy's going to be a little nervous, I must say.
0: I don't think it's going to be a Suns and six thing. That's just me personally, because I, I think the Bucks are going to win tomorrow night. Because Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder's now probably going six or seven from three again. Also, he's he is big, fake, tough guy. He's fake tough guy Hall of Fame right there with Marcus with the uh, Marcus Smart, and I'm not throwing the Morris brothers in there. That they ain't fake tough. But I think Jay Crowder's right up there in the fake tough guy uh, Hall of Fame. I don't know if you agree with that or not.
1: I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I don't. I don't. I don't. I think. Yeah. No. I would. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna be on the other side and say he's not fake tough guy. I think if you're about it, Jay's about it, then it's gonna happen.
0: He's he's big time. A foul goes my, my way. I slammed the ball into the floor, even though I hit the guy right across the arm. That's his go-to move, but that's not fake tough guy. That's just, no, but I, but that's another thing. But I also think he's just a fake tough guy out there. I don't think he's, I just think he's a fake tough guy in general out there. He wants to bow up, but he's not going to do anything. He's right there with Marcus smart with me. Okay. <laughs> I think I, that's what I think. I think he's a fake tough guy. Um, but the, the game three went wrong when I know they couldn't, they can't play cam Johnson, the whole, the whole third quarter, but they should have kept him in there. He was the only guy doing anything. And when he went out at the end of the third quarter, it's when they went on what the 24 to five run or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. That that's when, that's when game, uh game, game three got away from them. Cause he's, he was, he was carrying the team and then he goes out and then the bucks go, uh the bucks go on their uh, run there. But, Yeah, that game will be uh, on Wednesday, and we'll have to see what what goes on. But I think we can expect good performances from the Stars, as we've kind of seen pretty much so far in the playoffs. And look, that's what you want to see. You want to see the Stars have good performances, and then you get the one-offs with the role players, whichever role players night it is. Because the thing, too, is like Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, I'm not really – I don't know if you do, but – they're not really role players on the Bucks. Like those are quote unquote at least Middleton for sure. Like those are quote unquote like the stars on yeah. with them. Like they they can't those those aren't role players. Those are the stars. Like those are heavy heavy contributors.
1: Yeah, no, Chris Middleton I think for sure. Um uh I think Drew Holiday maybe stuck in between two of them. Uh, the two, you know, the, the role player into the guy that you need to go get you a bucket. Uh, but I think, you know, if you're looking at a, if you're looking at a, a quote unquote big three, it's probably, it's probably those guys, you know, Giannis, Drew and, and Chris Middleton. But I feel like Drew Holiday kind of falls more so into that, not secondary player, but uh, he's not going to be the first option down the court where I think obviously Giannis is going to be a first option guy and Chris Middleton, I think is, is as well.
0: Yeah. Well, and Drew Holiday really couldn't have played worse than he did in games one and two. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would have been hard for him to do uh, to do worse than that. But uh, we will uh, we'll see where the finals goes, because um, I think I think this is I'm not going to be surprised if it goes to seven. I think this could be we're in it for the long haul here. You can I don't like as i've said this whole playoffs i don't like using the momentum oh this team has momentum from winning game 3 going to game 4 because the players just all right whatever happened in the last game um is is gone going to the next one like they have such short memories that this doesn't that doesn't affect them but i think I think that this is going to uh be long. Were you surprised at the at the, at the line in in game 3 What, the Suns were getting like 6 or something?
1: Yeah, no, I was big time shocked by that, especially being uh in Milwaukee. I I knew that was a uh I knew that that was a recipe for disaster.
0: Yeah. When you see the line like that, you're like, "Oh no, this is not good." Correct. <laughs> yeah, but uh all right. Those are the uh those are the finals. We'll get back at it Wednesday. What it's Wednesday, Saturday. What then? It's Wednesday. Then it's every two days. Then after that, because they'll be traveling. Yeah. Um, they'll be traveling for that. So Wednesday, and then we'll they'll get game five on Saturday night, which should be a doozy. I will say, look, Suns and four guy. I'm. you probably have a different thing, but no, I'm, I'm over it. He sucks. No, okay. He okay. Sucks. No. Not
1: not not only not only that. Not only that, but I mentioned it. I can't remember if it was Thursday show or Monday show. I mentioned it, how, you know, you get all these bandwagon fans coming out of the the woodwork, like it is what it is, fine, whatever. But now, especially with these 8K cameras, the only thing Suns fans are worried about is 4 No, 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 no. Not only that is going viral. I feel like just every time there's a camera on a Suns fan, they just want to do something that's funny and cool or, or something so that they go, so that they go viral. That's, that's literally, if you could encapsulate what like the vibe is of, of Phoenix and the surrounding area, it's like, what can I do to get the most eyes on me and to get everyone think I'm cool for at least like 10 seconds. That's, that's kind of what the whole Phoenix vibe is. And it's just like, it's really tiresome and it's, it sucks. Um, You know, for 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 the those of us that have been sticking around the grinding out the the tough years. And uh, that's so sons and four guy all set with and the rest of these fans in in the stands that are literally just trying to do the exact same thing. All set with that.
0: Uh, okay, yeah, I will give look, I'll give sons and four guy credit for cashing in on his thing, like make the most of your 15 minutes or whatever, but then let it go let it yes let it go cuz it's getting annoying right now and then the 8k there it's more just portrait mode cameras whoever's idea the, the portrait mode camera is very cool but the portrait mode camera does not need to be on the fans who's it who, no yeah 100%. Whoever idea that was at ESPN they need to rethink that like you you got to stop it it's uh, that's all they do every shot they just cut to the fan i don't want to see some fat dude and uh in eight K going bananas after someone hit a three and they called a timeout. We don't need that. I don't need that. I yeah, need when that. we got first got introduced
1: to the eight K cameras, it was after a touchdown in the NFL and it was zoomed in on the player and I was like, Oh man, this is cool. This is you know, they were like right up on the field, like it looks cool. And now, like we said, like you said, you're going to freaking Ted in the stands with his button down and jerk and shirt that he got at the stadium thrown over it, like it's I'm all set. I'm all set with it.
0: Yeah, I. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Yeah, the, the fan portrait mode. I'm. I'm out on. I'm out. We're. We're both out on. I think. Um. But. Uh, and I'm out on. Someone needs to hire Mark Jackson. Are there any NBA job openings yet? Still out there. Oh, he's brutal. He's so bad. He's how they have not changed him up. Is. Ugh, he's so bad he is so
1: so bad. my favorite is when he just gets something blatantly wrong and uh breen and and van gunney just stay quiet <laughs> like they don't even <laughs> say anything like 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 because sometimes he'll be wrong and van Gundy will like correct him but then sometimes he's just so wrong that neither of them say anything and it's like you you know it when they just go completely silent that he's just they're like they're probably both thinking to themselves when is this guy gonna get out of here can can he complain about somebody else's job so that ESPN yeah. removes him too, like they did Rachel Nichols?
0: Yes. Yes. Well, he's Van Gundy's also thinking He says, like, God, I, I I'm going to have to, I can't make a point on my own of, I'm going to have to keep correcting Mark Jackson the whole time.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I want to get some analysis, uh, some analysis in here, but I can't, I'm always correcting Mark and it's just not, it's just not, uh, um, it's not worth it for me to keep correcting him on that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, All right. Yeah. we'll we'll be locked in on, uh, on Wednesday. This is, this is the, uh, dead period of the, uh, what of the, um, of the sports, but it is nice getting a little finals action going on here. Not saying I'm, I'm down for the finals in July every year, but, uh, but it is, uh, it is, it is nice to have it going on with a little bit of a opposite of the all-star game and, and going on, uh, and going on there. All right, let's get into the uh, Open Championship, and British Open picks. Then we'll get back to UFC, the Euros, and 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 all that good stuff. All right, so we're at the Open Championship. Starts Thursday morning. Like 12, you can start twelve thirty and uh, twelve thirty a.m. if you want to watch. Uh, it's at Royal Saint George's. The last time it was here. Oh, who won it? Um. I can't remember when it last time was here, but I know in 2002 who won it, it was Ben Curtis, Ken state guy. Um, but it's only been here one other time since then there was no open championship going on last year due to the pandemic, the restrictions for the pandemic. Lots of guys have been withdrawn because of it. Oh, Darren Clark won in 2011. Okay. That's a good, that was a feel good, uh, story there, but lots of guys are withdrawing due to the restrictions. Like you're not allowed to stay with any family, I think, or any players or your coach. Like it's – it's the restrictions for the players are pretty crazy considering they're going to have um, whatever the uh, – almost a full house there, or 30,000 people there. But uh, Zach Johnson, he, he withdrew yesterday. Well, he also had the virus. That's why uh, he had to withdraw. But Matt Wolf withdrew. There's a bunch of players, a bunch of American players that are withdrawing. Uh, because of that, but Royal St. George's is pretty much a straight links course. The winner in 11 was minus five. Jaron Clark, Ben Curtis, won a minus one. So depending on the wind, Greg Norman, the last time was there in 1993. So it's only been here uh, three times in, in our lifetime, one at 13 under par. So normally probably not seeing a lot of low scores, but the forecast don't think we're going to get a lot of rain. The wind. Seems pretty, uh, pretty, pretty calm. Uh, So that's what we got at Royal St. George's. But good to see True Link's course back on there. We'll have to see what is going on. John Rahm. This shocked me when I looked at the odds on Monday. Yesterday morning, or Sunday night, whenever it was. Rahm is plus 750 to win. I know he played well at the Scottish Open last week. He won the U.S. Open. He's pretty much the number one. He's not technically the number one player in the world, but he is. Um, but him being a plus seven fifty to me was shocking. And then the next best at 16 to one was, was Brooks and Rory, that big, uh, discrepancy in the odds was shocking to me when I took a look at that.
1: Yeah, I was, uh, I'll be honest when it comes to links courses, I know it's, you know, it's a little bit different style of golf. Obviously, like you said, the wind's going to play a huge factor here too. Um, but I think, a lo- you know, a lot of times it's just bookmakers setting odds to protect themselves. We you know, we've mentioned this book plenty of yes. times before. He's like you said, he's not he's not definitively the the top player in the world right now, but he's playing like it. Oh, excuse me. Uh, he's playing like it. And, uh, you know, probably would have had another tournament victory if he wasn't if he didn't have to withdraw a few weeks back. So I think that's the uh, I think that's probably the thought process there. I honestly, again, because it's a Lynx course, I actually don't have any picks for winners. I'm just going all top 10 finishes.
0: Okay, i I have one, uh, I have one pick for a winner. Well, I have one, one pick, and then I've got uh, one mega long shot. Okay. My pick to win. He's got second in the last two majors. If you're getting, you're getting Louis you stays in at twenty-eight to one. I like that. And then three fifty to one long shot. Uh, the Kent State guy, Mackenzie Hughes. Kent State's trying to make it two out of the last three winners there. So we'll go Mackenzie Hughes, the Canadian. He's 350 to one. So that is the mega. And even Corey Conner, Do you want another Kent State guy? He's 125 to one. Those are my mega. Uh, those are my three uh, winners. And there are, right, what are your uh, top tens? So I actually
1: do have Louie in the top 10. So here's my, here's Safe my, bet. yeah. And here's my, uh, my thought process on uh getting on uh, when we play links courses
0: you do you have an idea what it might be have the guys that are shortest because they're closer to the ground
1: <laughs> no not quite <laughs> but uh, that, that might not be a uh, a bad a bad uh strategy there it's literally just who is uh not american okay because if I feel, I feel like if they're playing in europe a lot they're playing overseas they're probably playing a lot of links courses and they probably have a little bit more uh a little bit more uh experience with it. So I do have Louie uh top ten. He's plus two sixty. Um I also have I'm going to take uh and this is the one guy that I almost picked to win, but I just know he can't get it done. And it's gonna be Rory at plus two twenty. I know he can't win, <laughs> but I just feel like when I think when I think links courses, I think Rory's goofy ass up there just you know smacking the ball around. So I almost picked him to win, but I don't think he can get it done in crunch time, and so that's why I'm just gonna play play it safe and have him finish top 10 at +220 also like Victor Hovland at +260 um Tommy Fleetwood at +325 and then to round it out for a little bit of a long shot not a not a big time long shot but uh another top 10 my boy Patty Patrick Harrington
0: okay like it like it my top 10 I'm going to take uh Ustazen. I'm going to take Joaquin Niemann He's been playing well lately. Harris English, he's five to one. Neiman is four to one. And then my in the ten to one range, I'm gonna take uh, who do we got here? I am going to take Victor Perez. He's French. He's been playing okay this year. He's eleven to one. I picked him in, I think the Masters to do well. So he's been one of my guys. I do have a you know, I love to bet a missed cut.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: DJ a plus three fifty to miss the cut. I like that. He has not been playing well this year at all. He has been um he's missed a cut in two of the two of the three majors this year, the PGA and the Masters. Uh, Something just seems a little off to me about old DJ and him to miss the cut at plus three fifty. I don't think those are uh, those are bad odds. I got one more top ten finish. I just saw this guy's
1: name, and it's literally only because of his name. He's at plus a thousand, and also Padraig is plus eight hundred. I think it's plus five hundred, plus eight hundred, plus a thousand for Guido Migliozzi. Mig Mm -hmm. Miglioz Migliozi. Good, my guy Guido, gotta roll with him at plus a thousand. finished top ten. Him and Francesco Carbonara, plus eleven 1, hundred. Maybe I'll roll with him too.
0: After the Italian just won the Euros, I mean, Italy's hot. You
1: know, what I mean, they had a they had a, a finalist in the uh, in Wimbledon. Uh, you know, the the I think the the uh, I think all the Guidos right now. I think they're all they're all on a hot streak right now. Well, Mancini, Trey Mancini, shout out Joey Gallo. Kind of maybe got screwed, but you know, he never. You know, it's it's neither here nor there. But uh, yeah, I mean. Like I said, the the Italians, they're on a hot streak right now.
0: They are on a hot streak. I have one. This is the one I dabbled on at the U.S. Open. I have one more but It's both to finish in the top 10. And I'm going to take Speed the News That's plus 700. I think those are pretty good odds. Um, those might not even be good enough. I don't know. But plus 700 for both of them to finish in the top 10. Because what are the. Ustazen's plus two hundred to finish in the top ten, and Spieth is plus one fifty to finish in the top ten. So I mean, put those together. I think that's that plus seven hundred to get them both. I think those are pretty good odds. Yeah. Um, but all right, that, was, that starts If it's on early. It's on pretty much all day on Thursday, Friday, uh, Saturday, and Sunday. So that gets some early morning uh, sport going on. All right, since we you were talking about the Italians. The Euro final was on Sunday. Italy wins three to two on pens. And uh, once again, England has not won a major trophy. Once again, they lose in penalties, which like seems like they always do in major tournaments. Heartbreaking for them. Heartbreaking that it fell down, that they went to a 19-year-old for the final for, to take the fifth pen. And that they went to a nineteen year old to take the fourth one. Not really shocking. They went to Marcus Rashford for the third one. He's he takes penalties all the time for Man United. But tough after they score in the second minute. They just kind of packed it in and asked to defend for the last eighty-seven minutes and it, it they didn't they didn't attack. They've got all this great attacking talent and they didn't they didn't really use it. They wanted to, to defend. And they lose a heartbreaker, and then just the scenes after with the whole scenes in London. I don't know if you saw videos of this, but it was it was it seemed like it was a rough scene there. People were with tickets, without tickets, were just rushing past the security or stewards as they call them. Afterwards, there were big problems, obviously with the racism. Afterwards, everything it was a great Euro tournament, a great final. Just marred by all the English idiots going back to the hooligan days in the 80s.
1: Yeah, no, I saw a lot of the scenes out there. They were wild. Uh, Pre-game, post-game, everything in between. The flare up the
0: butt was something else.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, who amongst us hasn't? I mean, come on, who amongst us? Who amongst us? but uh, yeah, no. On Thursday's show, I I said I felt like the uh, the Italians were gonna have a hot streak and they were gonna win it. I I I thought it was gonna be two one in regulation because I said get bet the over of two and a half. Um, but uh, yeah, when I when I had literally flipped the game on, um, almost forgot about about it and then flipped it on. Come back and sit down and it's one zero and I was like, oh, all right, so. But like you said, the uh, they just kind of sat back and played uh, prevent defense for the most part, if you know, if you want to put it into American terms, and uh, didn't work out for them. They get into penalties, and and uh, Italy Italy wins it. And uh, tough look for for England to get out to that that big lead. So that that brought me to this question. I wanted to pose to you: Would you rather your team? And I think I know the answer because I feel like it's it's fairly obvious. Would you rather your team score the first goal? in the first 4 minutes or score the first goal in the last 4 minutes. First goal of the game.
0: Oh, the last
1: 4. Absolutely. Yeah, it's got to be, right? Got to be because yes. I mean, yeah, yeah, 100%. Well,
0: if if, if that's the only goal that's going to be scored the rest of the game. Cuz most instances you score first. Okay, how like, about okay, go ahead goal. Go ahead goal. Oh, the
1: last four minutes for still. Yeah. It doesn't change.
0: Yes. No, it doesn't change because look, there are games where a goal will be scored in the fourth minute. And then a team's just peppering the goal and it gets tons of chances. And one just doesn't go in. Yeah. But if you score that early, usually the team like happened with England on Sunday, they changed the mindset of what the plan was going in and, or they, 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 they changed the tactics or whatever. And, That's not what they were planning on doing or whatever, but Mm -hmm. yeah, no, clearly at the last four minutes of the game, and even if watching that game, you could see Italy was like, you could feel that Italy was going to score. Yeah. It's not that they had a lot of good, like clear cut chances. Like, oh, how did this, how did this guy miss? Like, how did that not go in? But they were getting free kicks around the box. They were getting chances here and there. Just like good, good quality, good chances. Um, so yeah, you could see that goal coming, and then the goal they scored—it wasn't even a great goal. Just they got some good bounce. They almost got totally unlucky when it went off the post. Um, but they got some good bounces in there. Um, but yeah, no, it's, you definitely want to score in the last four minutes because you only you only have the nervous energy for the like the last four minutes. It's like when the Browns got out to the big lead against the Steelers, you're just like man, if we blow this now, we we're, we're re- we really stink. Or it's just like you're holding on rather than – it's a different level of stress. It's the stress level of holding on rather than can we achieve the goal of scoring a goal. Yeah. Or just like in the flow, of it, it's different. But, lot, well, I mean, there's going to be lots of – I mean, I shouldn't say lots of fallout, but England's got a big racism problem for sure um and i i'm not trying to be like oh oh i saw this coming but i think i even looked at it was it was so funny though because we were at my aunt's house and i just was we were sitting around a table and i just put it on my phone and was watching it and they're like what are you watching i'm like i'm watching the euros i was like i was still participate in the conversation i'm just having it on here then we went over one of my dad's friend's house to hang out and he goes what are you watching i go the euros. He goes, okay, it's the final. I'll allow it. I'm like, I'm sitting, we're sitting right here on a big TV. You could put it up there. But, um, so I was watching on my phone, but when Rashford and Sancho first missed, I was like, all right, people will make jokes. Like it's the man United players that miss blah, 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 this and that. But then Saka, my arsenal boy, he misses and all three players like, oh no, all three players are black. This is not going to be good. Cause the, the first, the first game back, The fans, some of the fans, the English, the they still take a knee before the games in the Premier League and for the national team, the fans booed. So when they're booing, taking a knee, what do you think is going to happen when three when three black players miss uh, miss penalties? Of course, they're going to get racism and it stinks because like this is a traumatizing moment. Missing a penalty in a final is traumatizing Like Gareth Southgate the manager, I don't know if they've they said this on the broadcast probably, but he missed the game winning penalty against Germany in 1996. I think when they were in the yep. Euro semis and he says, he thinks about it every day about how he let down his teammates and everything like that. I mean, these kids, they're 19 and 20 years old, 21. They're going to think about this for the rest of their lives. And it's just a shame that now they got to deal with all this thing. going like, in Marcus Rashford's hometown, he's got a mural on the wall, and like someone vandalized it with some racist graffiti or whatever. Like this is like ridiculous. It's 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 it sucks because it's now taking away from the accomplishments that the English team had of making a final, which they hadn't done since 1996, when they should be celebrated to an extent and setting up great for the World Cup because they made a semifinal in a World Cup and a final in the euros. And now it's just marred by a bunch of idiots out there.
1: Yeah. And it, what's really tough is like you said, these guys are 18, 19, 20 years old. Like this is the future of your team. Like yes. if, 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 if I'm those guys, I'm going double birds and saying, you know what? I'll catch you guys later. I ain't playing for this national team anymore. I, you know, they, you know, I don't know what the, I, I guess they already appeared in, in, a uh, in the game for, for England. Yeah. So they're done. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, I know playing for your country is one of the biggest things you can do for, as a soccer player. But like I said, you know, if, if you're if you're one of those guys, it's like, you know, I could possibly be here for the next 12 years. You know, the next three euros or whatever it may be. Zero every two years.
0: No, it's every four. It's every four. Every it's the two year break between World Cup, the World Cup. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So. So, yeah, the next three, Yeah, the next three euros technically uh they could be here it's, so it's like if if this is how you're going to treat us when we just we literally i mean the, yeah sure harry kane had a, had a good euro but those young guys is it's kind of what carried them to the final uh you know we just carried you guys to the final and this is how you're going to treat us because we missed you know these penalties uh I'd, like i said i go double bird and and
0: uh say hey bro go folk yourself well and the thing is like these players are so good like sancho yeah. Man United just bought him for like 90 million pounds. Like he's like one of the most sought after players soccer for Arsenal. He's going to be like, he was flashy he played so well this past year. Like they are the, like you said, the future and like promising attacking guys. And it just thinks that they have to deal with it. And the funniest thing is like Boris Johnson is like, Oh, this is so, this is so bad to see when he's stroking the flames about saying I'm against you. And like, buddy, you can't have it both ways. You can't say, you, you, you can't you can't be quiet when they're kneeing when people are booing them. And then now their players are getting racist attacks or get, getting racism after uh, after uh, racial abuse after the final and then want to have it the both way of like, oh, this is bad. This is uh this is not what we wanted. You, you can't have it both ways, dude. Um, but they got lots of uh, lots of issues uh, going over there. But it's it's. It was a good. It was a a very enjoyable tournament. And then we should be getting ready for the World Cup next summer, but it'll be next November because it's in Qatar. So who knows going on? But I thought the Euros were great. Seemed like a lot of people were watching on Sunday. I don't even know what the what the ratings got. Um, But I was kind of rooting for Italy. But then during the penalties, I was like, you know, maybe I'm. I was going back and forth in who I wanted to win. Like, oh, I thought it'd be funny if like. England would lose. But then once it got the penalties, I was like, I don't think I want England to lose another penalties uh, shootout. Because I don't even know in American sports what is equivalent to what the pressure that goes into uh, penalty kicks would be. I I really don't know if we have anything that is equivalent to what they did. Yeah, uh, Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. I'm not sure. Maybe like a foul shot in the finals to win but that's like one guy um but that i i'm at a loss for i don't i don't know what i don't know what it would be but all right the other man from the island or from the isles the british isles Connor mcgregor can we can he be canceled already can he be done
1: No, you need he you need Conor McGregor. Why you you don't mean you may not like Conor McGregor. You may hate Conor McGregor, but you need Conor McGregor because the guy has not won. He's won one fight since 2016. I know he stinks. But guess what? I as along with a lot of other casual UFC fans are going to watch every Conor McGregor fight for sure. That's why you need him. You need like like look. Sugar Sean O'Malley, who fought on the same card, that guy is electric just by his performance uh, in the octagon. But nobody, you know, there's so so what I'm trying to say is like there's a lot of guys who when it comes to fighting and if you are a fight fan, they're going to live up to the hype. But when you need somebody to sell fights to get those eyes on those fights, you need a guy like Conor McGregor. Yeah, but isn't the shine off of McGregor? One thousand percent. Totally. Yeah. You will get zero pushback from me on that. The shine has been gone uh for quite some time now. But see, I think what ruined Conor McGregor was the uh, the the Mayweather fight because he realized like a light went off That like, oh, shit, like I don't have to be a fantastic fighter to make millions and millions of dollars. I just have to sell the fight. And so that's what he's doing now. He's just selling fights. And then when he gets in the ring or the octagon, whatever it may be, it's like, whatever may happen, may happen. Uh, the same thing with the Nate Diaz fight, uh, you know, so he he's all about selling the fight. And then once the fight happens, you know, he, maybe he's not as hungry. He doesn't have that burning desire that he once did when he was flat broke, collecting welfare checks and then going to the octagon to fight. And so I think that's what really screwed up Conor McGregor's fight game. But as far as selling the game or selling the fight game, that's where he thrives. And, uh, until the end of time, I will watch a Conor McGregor fight because I feel like if 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 he beats Dustin Poirier on Saturday night,
0: he's his next fight is a title shot. Okay, I don't follow up that closely, but I guess what people were saying is that makes sense. But because look, any Dana White knows that McGregor is his biggest sell. It's the cash cow, one hundred percent. No, yeah. So he knows. So he's going to give him a title fight if he deserves it or not. Um, but like. He's just shown he just isn't good anymore. He's not a good fighter. You're right, but he
1: is always one win away from a title shot. He beat he wins one yes. fight, and he guess what? He's he's uh he's getting a title shot. No,
0: I know that, but guess what? He ain't gonna win. He's showing he, well, hey, well, not when his really legs gonna... going
1: snap, crackle pop, that's for sure. Huh? Not when his legs going snap, crackle that's pop, true. that's for sure.
0: Is which is really, another are... well go ahead. I was gonna say, are they really gonna do Poirier McGregor four? You have to. Why? Because he snapped his leg. It doesn't matter. He's lost to him, what, all three times? He's lost to him the last two times.
1: Yeah. Well, he lost to him, you can say, one time. The other time was a doctor stoppage. So you have to, you got to give him, you got to give him one more. Oh, God. Can we see him fight another dude? So here's the other thing. Dustin Poirier, why not just keep fighting and beating Conor McGregor? You're going to be cashing checks, and you, it's obvious that you can beat him. Uh, the first time they fought was uh, what back in like 2015, I believe. Um, so it's been a while since he actually beat you, and, um, and 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 the last time, last two times, obviously the the, the time before this, he he won in in uh, you know convincing fashion this time it they were going back and forth but it looked like poirier was getting the best of them there at the end of the first round and then obviously he snaps his leg so if you're poirier why not just keep fighting conor mcgregor cash the check and just keep kicking his ass well doesn't that just get boring don't you want a new challenge if you're well see that's the thing it depends on what type of like, fighter he you are because even, even poirier said like he just shows up because he's good at fighting and that's why he does it so does he care to have the title who knows if he just wants to keep fighting and cashing you know and collecting a check then then McGregor's your guy you know what i mean like you're literally just it's it's the harlem globetrotters and the washington generals you're just pulling them in and just beating the shit out of them just to you know put fans in the stands and 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 make money so like i said it depends on what type of guy poirier is and what type of fighter he wants to be um i'm sure he would love a title fight because that'll bring some money too but uh yeah, if 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 you're Poirier, you keep doing it. If you're McGregor, you keep doing this as well. Where you just you just talk up a big fight, talk up a big game, and then whatever happens in the octagon, so what?
0: All right, he's just gonna keep catching l's.
1: Yeah, no, I agree.
0: Yeah, I'm. I i did not watch it. The place where we I was at on Saturday night didn't. They didn't have it. Um, but. I just saw the uh, stoppage at the end. I was like, "Oh, he broke his ankle." Okay, that's yeah. Uh, so
1: th- this is this is my question: Like, when are guys going to stop kicking in the UFC? Like, this is like the Anderson Silva thing. A couple, you know, that was, shit that was like ten years ago. Now. The Weidman. Well, that that's what I'm saying. So that was oh, that was like a once in a while, and then the Weidman thing happened, and then somebody else broke their leg that same fight, I think, or or a couple fights later. Like this has happened probably. I think McGregor's like the third or fourth one within the last like eighteen months at least. Where a leg kick goes wrong, guy goes snap crackle pop on his leg, and it's and it's over from there. So, I think leg kicks—they're not going to outlaw them because it's a part of fighting, you know, Muay Thai, whatever. But if I'm a UFC fighter, I'm throwing punches, I'm throwing knees, and I'm wrestling, and that's it. I am not throwing any kind of leg kicks or any kind of other kicks at all, uh, because it obviously isn't uh, usually doesn't work out.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Who knows when they'll stop? I don't. That's a good. That's a good question.
1: Yeah, I don't know all right that was mcgregor yeah you made greg hardy you missed he got i he got, saw i saw slept. the thing
0: he got his ass beat that's always good to see
1: yeah yeah that was i mean that was real quick it was real quick uh he looked like he caught uh bam bam was the guy's name uh he looked like he caught him he kind of stumbled and then they go at it and uh bam bam just clocks greg hardy right in the eye that thing swelled up immediately and just you know finishes him. jumps on the octagon does a shooey as he's walking back to the locker room, does about three more shoeys, and uh, it was electric. That was
0: after coming out to Spice Girls. Uh, I, I heard him. I Yeah, I heard that. That's pretty funny. But any, look, anytime Greg Hardy gets beat, it's a good day.
1: It's it's the probably the one thing that all Americans can come together and agree on that Greg Hardy should just like get his ass kicked and be slept by a dude, you know, just as big as him. At least But once he's a month. huge. He is huge. He's I mean yeah, he he's, he's definitely bigger. He's he's put on some size. Uh he's put on some some mass for sure since his playing days, you know, good and bad mass. Uh but yeah, he's a big ass dude.
0: He's a big big dude. But all right. The Home Run Derby last night, I was uh looking forward to watching it on the plane, but Amer- I got to see the first round. Or I got to see Mancini against Olsen. Then I got to see Trevor story hit and then, uh, we get on the plane and Americans live TV is currently unavailable. Oh, it's tough. So I was unable to watch. I could have paid 1499 for the, uh, in-flight Fi, but we opted against that. Um, so I did not get to see, I only got to see like the first three hitters hit, but I heard Otani and Juan Soto went to like what a double swing off or something. Yep. That was, I guess, electric. I'll have to watch the the videos. Uh, you said you made something that Joey Gallo got screwed. What happened there? So he
1: it was coming down to the wire and he needed uh, another home run to either win or tie. I can't quite remember. Well, he hit it. He hit the last ball. He hit it out, but they said it didn't count because the ball was still in the pitcher's hand as the clock struck zero. Oh my god! But but then you go back and Trey Mancini had the exact same thing. The exact like literally the you do the office uh uh meme of corporate wants you to find the difference yeah. between these two pictures. They're the same picture. Literally the exact same thing. Of course they 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 counted Mancini's uh, didn't count, count Gallows, and that ended up being the uh, what did him in against Trevor Story. Well, maybe if Joey Gallo was a cancer survivor, they would have counted it. And, and you know, that, that was kind of my thought, too. Is like, that was, whenever it was like, oh, it's going to be, Otani's going to win it, Gallo's going to win it, you know, such and such. I'm like, buddy, the guy yes. coming back from colon cancer? I know. I like, know. Like, get like that's my pick to win it. He made it to the finals, but he he couldn't get it done against uh, the polar bear. But uh, yeah, no, that was. I mean, that's like that's almost like dead mascot game or dead you know For dead sure. coach game or whatever. Like coming back from colon cancer you're in the home run derby, I mean,
0: you got to go with that guy. Totally, I I totally agree. I I mean, Gallo is a good pick, but um, how could you go against Mancini? I didn't I didn't uh, get that. I guess ball. What was the longest home run? Did it was it over five nineteen? Yeah, it was 520. So oh, just by a half a foot. Yeah. So
1: um, um, I think so. Trevor Story hit one that was 518, which yeah, was the new that. record, and then Soto hit one right after that was 520.
0: Okay. It seemed like it was cool though. Coors Field for the Home Run Derby. Look, that's cool because all obviously the elevation, and everything, balls are flying out. But also, look, every year that would get boring if it was a cool Coors Field every year. Do you agree with that or not? Oh yeah for sure absolutely because people were like oh I want to see it a Coors every year no we don't need to see that every year it's good once every 20 years or whatever it's cool seeing the third deckers and everything Otani how did Otani Ota- did obviously he uh, he's he is the star good they need it but good for the MLB or the al for making him the uh, the center of attraction this all-star uh, week or whatever all-star game
1: yeah no they finally did it right um manfred finally does something right and is, and changes the rules so that when he's done pitching he can still hit uh kevin cash you know when he made him the starter and bat leadoff they asked him why and he said because this is what the fans want it's like ding 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 somebody finally gets it yes um so yeah no 100 percent. the one thing though uh that they do need to change is how they do the seating for the home run derby because they do it by who has the most home run like they you know the Number one seed has the most home runs all the way down to eight or however many guys it is. But when you pair up Soto against a Otani, I mean, this is, that's, that's prime for Otani to get knocked out the first round. Yeah. That's exactly what happened. So I think they gotta, they gotta, you know, find a different way to do it to where you're not putting up two mega stars right up against each other. Like if it was like Otani versus Matt Olson, even though I'm a huge Matt Olson guy, um, uh, you know, or or, uh, you know, even Otani against Mancini or something, you know, guys that aren't the bigger names in there. Uh, that's you got to make sure that your stars are moving on to the uh, to the to the next round. That's like when it was in Miami. And I think it was I think Aaron Judge almost lost to Justin Bour. It's like, if that is that what you want, MLB? Is that what you want? You know, Justin Bohr moving on. This guy's playing. But he was a Miami now.
0: Marlin. then, so,
1: yeah, but who cares? I mean, you're not just trying to be encap- Miami. You're, you what? You want you want the Miami fans eyes like, come on. But it was in Miami. Everybody loves the hometown guy making a run. Yeah, no, I get it. But if you're trying to, you know, you know, grow the game, that's not who you want going. Okay, okay. When
0: did Sal? I didn't realize Salvador Perez. was he a late addition of the Derby?
1: Or no, he was, was like- always he was- in the field. Yeah, he was like he was like the fourth or fifth guy in.
0: Really? Yeah, I did not know that because I was seeing. I was like, Salvador Perez is in here. When did who let him in? So he actually
1: has like uh the second highest um exit velo um one of the top exit or excuse me launch angles uh you know quality hard hit balls or something like that like he's right up there with with in top analytics of just smoking balls
0: no he's a great hitter but i was just surprised to see his name on the uh on the list all right i have one thing before we finish i don't know if you have anything uh yeah one one quick thing all right go ahead uh i mean we gotta talk rangers drafting jack Oh
1: yeah. I mean, that's going to be huge for them. You won't see him for like three or four years because MLB front offices are scumbags and they want to make sure that they have control over these guys for the first 10 years of their life, uh, which is unfortunate. But, hey, if you live here in uh, Dallas, you can probably slide down to a Frisco Rough Riders game here in at least a year and go watch him. Uh, but that's going to be huge for them uh, moving on. And uh, then a quick shout out to Jordan Byers, a guy that plays uh, in our organization, my organization I coach in, uh, from Reedy High School out there in Frisco. He got drafted in the third round
0: by uh, the Phillies. Nice. I, I saw, I was reading something about Lighter. I think there are uh, signability questions with him. Oh, really? Yes. Cause he did not want to go to the Rangers. I mean, uh, I, I don't blame him. No, I know, but I, he wanted to go to the Red Sox soccer, but um, he's, I think he was pretty adamant of not wanting to go with the Rangers to go to the Rangers. Um. So there are, they're going to have to pay like a hefty, price over the slot if they when they sign them or if they do sign them speaking of the red sox i think the guy they took marcello i forget
1: his last name um i don't think that guy can play i don't think so no i don't i don't think we ever see him uh materialize into what you think you're getting in a top three top four pick um especially based on jordan lawler who is a guy that plays down at uh uh Jesuit here in Dallas. Uh he was much, much better. A guy that I've seen play quite a few times. Um, but this Marcello guy, there's just I, I just he can hit a little bit, but I don't know. I, I don't think we ever see him.
0: Um how about Kumar? Yeah, Kumar sliding all the way to 10, going to the Mets. I don't think that was I wasn't surprised. I was doing actually a little reading on the MLE draft. I was I was doing it and they said he was he could go to like seven. Like if the Rangers didn't take him, then the Reds, if the Rangers and Red Sox didn't take him, he would like go to the Royals or like the Mets. He's good, but I think the shine might've worn off him a little bit. I don't know. I'm probably crazy for saying that.
1: But... No, I mean, I know his velo has been down a little bit too. Um, So, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't disagree, but I, he's a guy. I wonder how long, you know, after, of course, obviously after the tough performance in the college world series, um, You know, if he has a good outing, you might think you you see the guy by the end of the year in the bigs. But I don't think that's the case. Uh, That's going to be the case. I think we probably wait another year or two before we see him.
0: Yeah, I would uh, agree with that. All right, the one thing that I have, I just saw this pop across the timeline when we were recording, is that starting on July 27th, Popeyes is going to have their own chicken nugget. Really? Yes. They're announcing, they announced today the debut of the Popeye's Chicken Nugget to be available at restaurants across the U.S., Canada, and Puerto Rico. As of July 27th, the brand new nuggets will be made with the same recipe techniques and ingredients as the chicken sandwich. According to Popeye's, this is to reset the standard for chicken nugget. And they say, just like the game-changing sandwich, our new chicken nuggets are unlike anything you may have ever experienced. We believe that these pieces of crunchy, juicy, delicious chicken will have guest questions how they have ever enjoyed chicken nuggets before this.
1: This is popcorn chicken. Huh? This is popcorn chicken. I wouldn't I wouldn't call these chicken
0: nuggets. You wouldn't call them chicken nuggets? No. Okay. Well, they're calling them chicken nuggets. Are You know what they are? Are you looking at the article?
1: I am. I am. You know what these are? These are the What a Chicken Bites. If you go to Whataburger and get those chicken bites, that's what these are. But with, okay. but, but with the, but again, yeah, different, different breading technique. So, but same, same structure, if you will.
0: All right. Look, I was just reading this. I'm look popcorn chicken. I think popcorn chicken is smaller than this.
1: Thing. Yeah, no, that's why, that's why I had to backtrack it. That that's that, these are what a chicken bites. If you go to whatever okay, you yeah. get the water chicken bites, that's what these are.
0: Yes. Cause well, like, I think popcorn chicken, I'm thinking really, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But guess what? July twenty seventh. I'm not saying I'm going to be waiting a line. But if I drive through, drive around in Popeyes on July twenty seventh, I'm I'm going to stop in and try them out.
1: I mean, there's a Popeyes right across the street from my house. I I know.
0: Sure. You didn't you claim after the chicken sandwich tobacco? you want to go back there? No, that was Whataburger. Oh, I know Whataburger, but I also said Popeyes. Didn't they screw something up for you or whatever or not? No, I don't think so. Okay. No, I know what a burger. It's just look, Popeye's takes forever though. That's the whole thing. It doesn't matter which one you go to. It uh, they... you, Yeah. There's not a good Popeye's for time, not a bad, but it's just it just takes a long a long 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 time for the service at the old uh at the old Popeye's. Yeah. But that is all I have you. That is is this, I think this is a good place to stop. Yeah, no, that's all I got. All right, we'll be back on Thursday. So, thanks to everybody for listening, and we will talk to you then.